This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes. We are down here at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls all about stuff. This show is about stuff. My dad wrote a note, he said stories and stuff. But no, this show is about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, everywhere, stuff, stuff. That's what we do. That's what we do every Sunday. That's what we've been doing for years. That's what my, on the radio, that's what my dad's been doing for the last 30 years. Now is it 40? 40. I've, I've been saying 30 for a long time, so maybe it's now 40. But, you know, if we're talking about any type of your family heirlooms, anything that you've, you know, you go to a garage sale and you pick it up and you're like, you know, this can be worth some value. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't look new. And that's always a good thing. Or it might made to look old, but it's new. You never know. But uh, this show is the show that we tell the difference. We're able to give you a good, accurate depiction of what you possibly have and what the value could possibly be worth. Now, the the list is endless. Like, so if you're thinking of something that's sitting there, we're talking about albums, old sports dishes, cups and saucers, saucers coins, gold, silver, art, pottery, signs, old comics, video games. It, there, it, there's a whole ton of stuff where, where it has value. It's not, you go to a store and typically you can buy something brand new, but that has the retail value that was just made. You're talking about something that was made 80 years ago, 150 years ago. It's going to have some serious value. It looks completely different of all this new era stuff. But uh, if you do have any of those old things, even new things, and you want to compare it to the old things, this is the show. This is it now. If you do want to call in, we're live for the next about 55 minutes. The number to reach us is 416-360-0740. Again, I'll say it a little bit slower. I'll give you some time to get a pen, get a paper, make sure they both work. Again, the number is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 Seven four zero four seven four zero. What a week, eh? What a week. What a week. But I'm going to talk about stuff today and items and the stories behind and them. And the stories, always. Yeah, I want to mention right at the top of the show about this a beautiful day to be getting out to Aberfoyle. This is that place I talk about at Highway 6 and the 401, just north of 100 dealers outside every Sunday, rain or shine. If it's raining, you probably get better deals. But this is rain or shine, Highway 6, just north of the 401, about a kilometer, I guess. Free parking. I think it costs you two bucks to get in. I guarantee if you're not happy, I'll give you your two bucks back. Okay? That's how confident I am that you're going to have a lot, a lot of time, good times there. Bring the family. Make your kids bring you there. Uh, it is a lot, it's stroller friendly. You can bring the, your, uh, the youngsters there. Start antiquing at a, at a young age. This is a good thing. But Aberfoyle Antique Market on Highway 6, just north of the 401. And like I say, on a day like today, I guarantee you have some fun. Bring the sunscreen because you're going to be outside. You're going to meet a lot of interesting people and see a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting items. The other one is just south of Highway 6. Now, one is an antique market. Aberfoyle is an antique market. 
the best antique show, barn, uh, not show, best antique store, bar none, is my buddy at Clappison's Corners. He used to be on Highway 5. Now he's on Highway 6. If you have to Google it, it's 845 Highway 6 North, okay, on um, which has got to be north of somewhere. must be high, north of Highway 6. And um, that's Ron. And I, he's got the best stuff. It is the best shop in Ontario. I don't Frantic. care. It's better than any of these shows. I'm, just go there and see it. If there isn't stuff that you've never seen before there, call me back and complain. I'll listen for about a minute. Okay. But I want you to um, keep that in mind. If you're going out antique, and they're both close together. You can go to my, the antique market and then to go down and visit uh, Rick on Highway 6. And then we know about Southworks out in Cambridge. That's on Water Street. They moved to new locations, all air-conditioned, 100-odd dealers there, 26,000 square feet of, st- of uh, antique items and stories. And it's, it's, if it's a lousy day, even today you can get out of the sun. I guess it's all air-conditioned, free parking, 73 Water Street there. But now I've got some of the, uh, the business out of the way. Okay. I want to talk today, and I'm just it's so frustrating sometimes. I talk about second opinions. Mm-hmm. And I say, and we've sent, I sent a guy this week, he, I gave him a quote of $7,300, okay, on items. And so he got a second opinion of $6,700. So I should have told him to take the higher amount. Wait, he didn't. But how? Okay. Because the other person convinced him that I could not be paying, be paying that much, okay? He got talked out of his stuff. He had high pressure. These people make their money. Now, that per- that person he sold it to made an extra 600 bucks off him, okay? He actually did sell it for that price, okay? Because I couldn't. And I, we quote our prices. We are not afraid of pro. You call us up, we'll tell you our prices over the phone. And then when you come in, you'll get those same prices, okay? Unless the price of gold and silver changes. But there are a lot of people out there who are well, high yeah, but pressure. You'll, We're not you'll high explain, pressure. You'll explain to them. You're like, this is the price right now. Look, the price has dropped. That's why the price is lower. Or, or what some people don't even think of is the price may have increased, and I'll pay you more now. Yes, yes. But it does happen. It's not just like, oh, you come in now it's lower. It's sometimes you come in it's higher, and you like that's more money than you thought you were going to get. Yeah. Well, so he got talked out of his gold and silver. It's like I can't believe this. And he's a young guy. I can imagine if some of a la- uh, an elderly lady or like your grandma or your mother goes in there, she doesn't want to go for the high pressure. And some people are high pressure salesmen, and they'll say, this is the highest price. And here's the other thing. If someone gives you a price of 1000 and then goes to 1500 run out of that store because you don't know which price is the honest price. There might be a, It might be $5,000 worth of stuff. I can't overemphasize that because I hear stories of they wouldn't let me out of the store or they, they wouldn't give me my gold back. And, or What? They wouldn't give you my gold back? No, I, I hear stories because uh, we're, we're... No, we're, I don't. That's theft. Well, no, but they, they, they give them the money for it. They say, here's what we're giving you for the ticket. And they don't explain it. Which at the beginning of the show, I'm going to do it. Gold and silver. Gold is at the highest price price it's been ever it went over two thousand dollars per ounce canadian money this week so i'm gonna give the gold silver prices twice i give them now and you can get a pen and paper for later on right now 10 karat gold is 22.50 per gram 14 karat gold is 31.53 per gram and 18 karat gold is 40 dollars and 54 cents and i say this per gram and dollars, silver dollars and four quarters are eleven thirty nine per dollar. And sterling is up as well. 
The reason I'm saying this is because some dealers are out there trying to pay you 10 carat, they give you $10 a gram, where you should be getting 22. So they're actually trying to get for half the price. These are not, these are the prices that I will pay you if you come into our store. Okay. It's a price, but it was, it was even higher earlier on in the week. It was over $2,000. Now, these are, these other stores that are dealing gold and silver. See, know exactly what I know as well. They know these prices. They just don't want to give it up. Okay. So I'm going to give the gold and silver prices later on, but I want people to be aware of this. Okay. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about today. And this is um, a product, this is because of Toronto. And we don't realize what rich heritage we have here in Toronto. People whose family worked in certain industries or something like that. And I'll start the story off with this is a true story. Maybe, you know, everyone knows Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, where the Toronto Maple Leafs play. And you hold on, would, hold on. Let me recline my chair. What? You're going to you're gonna get into like a really deep story right now? I'm going to talk for a minute. I'm going to talk for a minute because this is important because it's actually a true story of what happened, okay? Okay, well, let, let me just get the numbers out before you get into your six-minute talk. Um, if you do want to call in or you want to partake in this uh, extravagant story my dad's about to say, uh, you can call in right now. The number to reach us is 416-360-0740. Again, that is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 Seven four zero four seven four zero. Now you have the green light for your story. Why don't you say I'm story slow? Okay, I'm going to go with my story. I'm not going to rant about that. Okay, Maple Leaf Gardens. Now you would think if every program ever made by you know the program you get at the game, um, suppose someone had a collection right back to 1931 when the Maple Leaf Gardens opened with the Huskies programs in there, the wrestling programs in there, and uh, the hockey programs and all the media guides. Okay, now. They were, there was a gentleman called Mr. Fitkin who used to be in charge of that and keeping track of that, and he passed away. So what happened was that all these programs were thrown into the garbage. Thrown, and an employee there. Okay, the, so they threw out programs that they thought were worthless. From 19, they had every program stamped Maple Leaf Gardens from the first day it opened on in a files, okay? Yeah, but how, like, why would they think that would have any value? Well, it happened to have a value. It's probably in today's value would probably be th- between forty-five and fifty thousand, and yet that value when I bought it was around ten thousand. Okay, but my point is that someone who had it was their job decided to throw it out. Someone else who worked there <laughs> decided to save it. Now it's funny. He went into a car into a, a show and asked me if I bought wrestling programs. And that's what started the conversation because all the program wrestling is not worth as much as hockey. Like the first program from Maple Leaf Gardens is probably worth in mint shape, probably easily five thousand dollars. Okay, the oh, first Huskies uh, the program, Hus- first program, yeah, the first. You know that the second NBA game was played here in Toronto, Knickerbockers against the Huskies. It was played here. Yeah. What? It was a. Yeah, we played Knickerbockers. We are we used to have a Toronto Huskies team. That program, I would say, if you had one today, would probably easily, I'd probably easily get fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for it. Easily. Well, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> no, but this idea, what it was thrown out. Now, the reason I'm saying this is, is that later on it got worse. Okay, so this is first. Things. First of all, someone that was an employee there was dumb enough to get rid of these, throw them in the garbage. Another employee who was there was smart enough to take the garbage home, okay, which I ended up buying off of them. Then 
they also, they gave away the contracts. Okay, this is Maple Leaf Gardens. Now this is, you would think they'd have some historical value on these. Like Tim Horton's first contract. Uh, Teeter Kennedy's first contract. You know what Teeter Kennedy's first signing bonus was from the Maple Leafs? I'll be honest, I don't know who that is. Teeter Kennedy, Maple Leaf captain? I, I, I have got, I've done a bad job raising you. Teeter Kennedy, a lot, a lot of our listeners out there, I know, know Teeter Kennedy. Oh, holding the well, cup. listen, I'm also not a, like I'm not a young sprout. That's a long time ago. What what year was that? What year was that? Okay, I'm not. I'm going to go with this. Teeter Candy's first signing. You're missing the point here. His first signing bonus by the very extravagant Toronto Police was two free tickets to a preseason game. Whoa! No catch. No nothing. That was his signing his, bonus. His own game? No, no. He got to go to a preseason game before they signed him. Okay. Oh. Those contracts were probably sold for in excess of a hundred thousand dollars, and they were thrown out. Thrown out. Somebody not thinking was throw, doing the throwing. Someone thinking was doing the saving. Okay? Well, or what if somebody has all them right now? They were actually, no, these, this is already gone, come and gone. So they, you know these are destroyed? No, they're not destroyed. They were actually bought. I know the person who bought them. He actually has, get this, he's got a document in, uh, giving the Leafs, uh, accepting them into the NHL with a letter from the NHL wanting the document back. This is from 1917. But my point is, is they sold the guy with these contracts. And later on, I'm going to talk about these contracts. But my point is, is that people, there's so much people here, our listeners, your father, your grandfather, even maybe you worked at a, at a bank or an institution that some stuff you took home. Like, um, I shouldn't say a bank, you take home the money. Um, but like from the C&E, from Maple Leaf Gardens, from O'Keefe Center, uh, Maple Leaf Church, like a Maple Leaf jersey, okay, a jersey from the Toronto Maple Leafs from the 1950s, even for nobody, would be worth $10,000. If you had an original game-worn jersey to buy, buy the player and up from there. Okay? Now, um, just thinking, like, you know, just being devil's advocate here, how hard would it be to replicate one of those jerseys? I don't think you could. Well, one, that's what we have experts. I know, I understand. But like, It'd say, have to be wool. Like, imagine you can put... $9,000 into making this look authentic. No, no. You can still make $1,000. Okay. With uh, the dealers who deal in this, the experts, I've got a friend of mine, Glenn Pye, and what they'll do is they'll photo-authenticate it because there'll be riches. There'll be, uh, there'll be uh, tears that were repaired by the trainer. There's going to be things in the jersey that are going to be, you can see on a photo. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying you put the person to replicating it and you do that. I'm just saying it's harder. It would have to. We'd have to check the provenance of where it came from, plus the jersey, plus we're going to know right or wrong. We're act, I'm actually good at my job. I know. I know I'm, it's a I'm fake. just trying to make some money here. Just trying to think of an idea. Okay, it's yeah. not a good idea. Not a good idea. It's not good to fake people out. Okay, Sam the Record Man. If people had stuff from Sam the Record Man, people from Bell Canada, early Bell Canada stuff, there is stuff that people collect. This stuff, you know, those old porcelain signs. Nope. They're worth like. I'm kidding. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. Bell those can- are cool. When was the last time you saw a phone booth? I bet you could sell a phone booth right now for probably 500 bucks. Oh, yeah. Everybody's walking down the street saying, ha-ha, I need to buy that phone booth. You don't find them anymore. My point is... Because everyone bought them. No, but my point <laughs> is that people live and have this, and they're, they don't think about this. They think about their Royal Daltons. They think about their Hummels. They think about that. The small money. things that fit. 
You know? No, no. I'm talking about the stuff they have in their houses that's worth money. The stuff in the attic in the basement. The stuff that's been put away for 20 years by grandfather's stuff. Oh, we used to work for the Maple Leafs. An old contract, an old uh, ticket stub. It's like, we have a standing offer right now. We're trying to buy. There's an unopened, there's a stick, ticket stub from the 1967 last game where the last time the Leafs won a Stanley Cup. I've got, I'm offering $800 for that ticket if, I, if someone brings it in. Okay. There are people want, who want to collect this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to say that. I'm trying to, people have it in their basement. They don't even think about it. Okay. Until maybe they're, and, and what the problem is if they pass on, if they don't tell the story, they don't write about so it. So what you're saying their is. Their kids don't know what it, the significance of it and they toss it out. So the bottom line is what you're saying is if you have a basement, go to it. Like that's basically what you're saying because you're saying they don't know what's in it. So it's like, okay, no. listen, there's a door. It goes to the basement. Go see what's in there. There could no. be valuable things. Well, or or you know those like creepy things in a house that is look like an, goes up to the attic. Those things go to attics, and those might have things in there as well. You laugh, but if you went upstairs and you found a th- twenty thousand dollar comic book, you wouldn't say that was creepy. No, I'm, I'm not t- laughing. I'm I'm telling people, listen, go like get that door open, go to the basement, start looking through things. I'm be, serious. No, me too. No, okay. I'm serious. Like, I, I, do I have a sarcastic face on? I can't tell. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you do. Okay. But I want to tell you, if you have people, uh, this is the kind of things that are worth a lot more than people think. Okay. Like a, a contract of Tim Horton signed contract, probably worth seven to ten thousand. Okay, but like you've been focusing a lot more on sports. I'm saying, what if it wasn't on sports and somebody's thinking about their other type of antiques? Like, I know everyone knows about the Royal Daltons. Everyone knows about the Hummels. What are the things that people would, you know, not really pay much attention to? If you were to go in a basement right now and you saw like someone, like a bunch of stuff, right? What's the most common thing somebody would be like, yeah, no, I don't think that was worth anything. Like, can you think of something? Like, think of something like that, like, you know, you'd walk by and like, oh yeah, that actually has a ridiculous, like, I remember you were saying stuffed bears, right? Like old antique bears. Like, like bear. Yeah, those stuff's, you're always like, yeah. You know, the, the, the homeowner is always like, yeah, though that stuff is garbage. It's going to no, throw it out. Um, the biggest thing right now that I see a lot of people throwing away is the old computers, the old computer games. Okay. Phew. You used to play Pokemon when you were a kid, right? Sure. Do you know what the most expensive Pokemon card is? Uh, not recently. I want you to guess what you think one sold for. Uh, I know they weren't much value, but I would say, I don't know, 5000 100 thousand dollars someone paid for a pokemon card no don't believe it it's sorry it happened it was actually there's there's five of them actually but somebody once people are trying to buy back their childhoods <laughs> it costs them a lot of money a hundred thousand dollars you can go buy a boat i know i'm just telling you this sold for one hundred thousand dollars okay one pokemon card and that's something that their grandkids might have or the atari games we've we've talked about this before once you've got the top end of collectibles, it'll it'll uh, surprise you what they're worth. Okay. Well, if we have you know sat here and convinced you go to your basement or your attic or you know what you know what he's even a good idea. Go if you're like close to your neighbor or not even close to your neighbor. Uh, knock on the door, ask if they have a basement. No, no. Go through their I'm basement. Talk about the history. People I have- know, but I'm saying even okay. Yeah. So you can sure you can find history in your own basement. Okay. That's that's fine. That's probably the best way to find it. But I'm saying, say you go to your neighbor's house. 
and they have absolutely zero interest. They don't listen to the show, so they'll never know, or they have no interest of ever going in the basement again. At least we'll tap into that market of the neighbor of the person's friend to go into the basement and find Would something. Would you please go and take the Okay, well, we're, well, we'll go to the break first. But if you, I'm, I'm just saying those basements are very important. Like You know the value is there. The value is in the basements. They live in a condo. Okay, well, if they live in a condo, there's no basement, so tough luck. Uh, if you do want to call in right now, the number to reach us is 416-360-0740. Again, the number is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. I believe you the card sold 500000 You don't have to show me. Uh, we'll get more of your calls when we come back. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Zoomer Hits, FM 96.7 in downtown Toronto. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We were just doing a little bit of reflecting of how we talked in the first quarter of the show. Um, no, we're not, I'm not trying to promote uh, forgeries of jerseys. And I'm not trying to promote you to rob your neighbors either. Just some generalizations and ideas of thinking of how jerseys could be worth money and how there's valuable things in a basement. Just, you know, expanding horizons, giving people some ideas and thinking. But, um, yeah. <laughs> You're not good. Don't think. You're not good at it. Oh, that's Go to okay. the next call. Um, we haven't even... Okay. Uh, we have other things to get to, but okay. Uh, we're going to go to Bruce in Etobicoke. Hello? Hey, Bruce. Yeah, yes, uh, Bogart. Um yeah, you guys spoke so much. Uh, the show's almost over. I know, unfortunately. <laughs> we had a lot oh, of things to yeah, say. What I'm calling about, um, I phoned and I spoke to the guy and I told him about a Dave Keon rookie and he asked me if that was baseball. Huh? Yeah. No, I said, okay, no, I said, you're not from Toronto. I said, are you from the United States? But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, Paul and Bogart, right now on eBay, it ends Tuesday night. There's a Dave Keon rookie, on a PSA 9. Wow. It has a stain. Now, you know, the guys it's stained at the show, and it's got a nine. It's a nine with a stain. But, you know, the guys at the show, they, they would buy it anyways, because afterwards it wouldn't have a stain. But that's a whole yeah. new topic. But anyways, what w- is the most it should go for, Paul, like in the bidding? I don't know. If that's a stain. Now, it could be if it's a stain, if it's just gum residue. And that can be. Yeah. Uh, but as a nine, as soon as it's got a stain, I, I don't put it in the top tier anymore. I'm sorry. It's like uh, it's like having a car that won't drive. I mean, the pe- people are buying these at nines. Uh, they want it has to. It's either a nine or not a nine. And once you have any kind of uh, details, as I call it, any kind of disclaimer, like if it was miscut or uh, stained or anything like that, 
as an investment, it could be worth exactly the same six, 10 years from now. You right. know what well, I mean? If, I wouldn't sure. buy it unless okay. I was buying for half the price and then not even that. You know, that's just me. I've right. uh, learned a long time ago. Uh, if you have coins, there was a gentleman who had a coin that we had that um, it was a $100,000 coin, but he cleaned it. Yeah. And because he cleaned it, it was worth 5000 Okay? Now it went from 100000 to 5000 because he cleaned it. So right. once you alter, once you alter any of these cards, once you alter a comic book, once you alter the collectability, you throw out the top people who are buying this stuff as investments. Like last week, we had a person who had a Jim Brown card as a PSA 8. And I know that we're boring some of the people out there because they're not into the sports. And there's some ladies listening and saying, I don't want to know about this. But that's an investment card. People invest in these cards. Right. Okay. And that's the thing about it. So I wouldn't, on this one here, um, I wouldn't be a participant in buying it. Just, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, if I'm going to put, if I got it at a super price, maybe, but that would have to be half of what a regular nine went for. Once you have the stain on there, you just don't get the money. I'm just saying what human nature is and what the big money is saying. Okay. Right. And I have one more question, yep. Paul. Um, Jason Martin of Martin Sports Cards. Oh, yeah. Knows- don't we got, can't be mentioning other dealers here, but okay. No, no, it's nothing bad. He has two, um, Bob, yours. I phoned you before about I bought a four, and uh, you thought I went a little too high. Now Jason has fives, and uh, but he wants seventy six hundred for each I prefer. One. I'm in this case here. I prefer not to uh, comment. Not often this happens, but I just rather not comment at all. Sorry, okay. and you can call me off off the air and call me at at my store, and I'll tell you why. But I'm going to not comment on this at all. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Bye. Okay. Um, okay, we're going to move to the next call. We're going to go to Sean in Toronto. Hi, Sean. Hi, how are you guys today? Fantastic. Good. Welcome to the show. Okay, I'm just going to mention the two items that I have. One of them is from the movie Face Off with uh, Art Hindle. I have a black and white photo of John Vernon, a fam- uh, well-known actor who yep. was in the movie Animal House. And the fo- black and white photos with him and George Armstrong of the Maple Leafs. Now, that movie might have been the 70s. Okay. And I'll quickly get to the second item I have. Is it signed I by either of them? There's no signature. Of ah, okay. George and doesn't like to sign, eh? Yeah, I, I, I know. I, okay. <laughs> I got it at a flea market. Yeah. Anyways, the second item is the Calico hockey, table hockey top players with the stickers back from, like, 72, where they had the Atlanta Flames, New York Rangers. Yep. Uh, Islanders, where you would stick... The front and the back of the players on the plastic, and that's what I have to talk about. Yeah, hockey games. The part those guy games sell for money. I have an Urban Toy one uh, online right now, selling for about a hundred dollars. Um, a lot. It's kind of funny. The hockey players sell for more than the game. I used to a friend of mine, and even myself, would go through, a, say, a show like Christie or uh, Aberfoyle. We'd buy the games, take the net off and the players off, and leave the game behind because it's too hard to carry and transport. And they take up too much room. I mean, it's kind of crazy, but the game se- the players sell for more than the game does. If you get back to the fifties, they they seem to top out around two hundred dollars, two fifty, and but they usually the sell price is usually around seventy five dollars. Now the game that's ex- exception to that would be the marble game put out by Post Serial, and that'll top up at around three hundred and fifty dollars if you have it in the box. 
But anything oh. to do with hockey, that old hockey stuff, I'm telling you, a lot of people don't think about it. Remember the Toronto Sun, the same time period, Toronto Sun pictures that as a paper boy used to get, and you get the Toronto Sun, and the, the book was about an inch thick, and it had a uh, purplish kind of cover. Set like that goes for $300, $400. And your wow. regular hockey cards. People don't realize they put this stuff away, they collect as a kid, and they don't believe that people will pay money for it today. The, the sheriff, the, remember the sheriff jello coins for the hockey players? Uh, the first year was 1960, 61. They sell for about 300 to $400 a set. And the second set goes about the same. The last year, 68, 69 set, uh, 67, 68 set, sells for around 6000 for a set of hockey coins that came out of your potato chips and your jello boxes, okay? People don't think okay, about wow. these kind of collectibles. Wow. Oh, so, yeah, just one, la- one yep. last thing before I uh, go buy a can opener, Canadian Tire. Yeah. Um, um, the 1972, at the grocery stores, you could get the Team Canada poster at the grocery stores. And that would be around 1972, the Summit Series. Sells for about uh, $8 to 10 Sells 8 to $10, costs you more to frame it. They made a lot okay. of them. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you get them all signed, that's a different story. Well, how are you supposed to get them all signed? Well, you can't. If you didn't sign now, a lot of the players in 72 are passed away. Some are. You know, you have to find them and get yep. them to sign them. You can't find them if they're dead. Go to the next call, please. No, but if they're alive, you can find them. Okay. Anyways, uh, we're going to go to Bonnie and Acton. Hey, Bonnie. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I have a menu from the old Palace Pier. Okay. This is the one that burned down. Yep. And uh, I, I'm going back about, I'm going to say about 65 years ago I got it. Yep, yep. And I wondered if it was worth anything. You know, people collect Toronto. So mm-hmm. as an interesting piece, if someone lives in that neighborhood, they're going to pay you uh, $20, $30 for it. They'll fold yeah. it out and be mm-hmm. kind of a neat item. Because a lot of the menus back then, two things, you're going to love the graphics. And yes. the other thing is the prices. The prices were amazing. The prices. Like a clubhouse sandwich was uh, like $15, uh, I know. $1.50, I mean. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. Where's yeah. this place? No, no, it's Pardon? gone away. Uh. But we don't, the government keeps on saying we don't have inflation. All oh. you have to do is look at a menu from back in the 50s and 60s and says, oh, yeah. okay, how'd that work out for us? Yeah. Okay. The other one is it an embassy. The NBC Hotel, I believe yep. it was. It's a drink list from there. The same thing, but the Palace Pier would be better. But the Embassy, the drink list, eh, it's still going to be, it might be $5, $10. Someone might yeah. buy it as decoration. These yeah, are that's, all. That's these cool. Are, yeah, no, it's cool. Uh-huh. But people have this stuff and they don't think about it. It's like it'll be in that when they went on a trip and they put away. A lot of people, I, see, I swear it happens. Everything that they pack the suitcase and never unpack it from that day. And everything right. was in this, you know, that's where this stuff ends up like that. Yeah, that's like my suitcases. Yeah. yeah. But well, my no. grandchildren like to look at these and see the prices. Can't believe it. But write a bit of the story about it. You know something? Do Go on the net, research the Embassy Hotel, tell mm-hmm. them when it burnt down. And if you have the time, tell them what you went there with and who you went there with. You know, uh-huh. pass yeah. on the stories. I always say, and I was at the beginning of the show, I said the stories and stuff. It's like... The, the the story behind the item is going to interest your kids and your grandkids even more. And I'll give true. them pers- some perspective of what was, what you were thinking at the time. Okay? Okay. And, I, you know, I'm, I've had a good show. If at the end of this show, 
10 people go out there and write stories about some of the stuff that they've got at home to right. pass down, even if they're not going to give it to me. But I'd say they want to sell it to me from 15 years from now. If they mm-hmm. want to do that, I'd rather like to know the story while they can still remember it. Okay? Right. But if you're going to give it to your kids, it's still another reason to sell, tell them the story and the meaning. Mm-hmm. Because people are important. Stuff is not. Okay? Thank you for the okay. call. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, we're going to go to... That's a, that's a nice that's a nice little story there, actually. Yeah. Like it's, all the items that you you have, you know, they, they might have a story behind it. So it's always nice to pass that down or just tell another person. Give another person the information about it. Or make, I, I've got a soft spot in my part for uh, paper ephemera, uh, the paper stuff, the paper records of what happened in yesteryear okay, that I'll, a lot of people toss out. I'll write you a note. Go. Uh, we're going to go to Rick in Weston. Hey, how are you today? Good, Rick. How are you? Good. I got, uh, back in the 90s, I used to go to Florida all the time, so I met a few of the Blue Jays down there, and I bought this um, little leather keychain baseball glove, and when I was in the bar, I asked Robbie Alomar if he would sign it, and he signed it and put his number on it, so basically, I've never used it. I kept it in a case. It's Mm -hmm. new, and I'm just wondering, is that worth anything? Yeah, about $20. See, here's what happens. Uh, The aftermarket... If you went to a show, it would probably cost you $30 for Robbie Almar to sign that. Right. Because the promoter gets paid and all this other stuff. But your item would probably sell between $15 and $20. That's and the story right? behind yeah, because it's going to be small. It's hard to frame up. It's kind of nice. I mean, I, mean, I know the size of these. You I mean, it's almost like micro-written, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a Marquardt, I think, is the name of the glove. It looks like a little baseball glove. Yep, yep. Yeah. But you should have got, like, if you have something that can be framed and put on a wall, people like those better. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, if you had your real, ba- if you had an authentic baseball glove, you know, a Rawlings or something, or a baseball glove he used, yeah, one of those, then the baseball gloves were 200 then his autograph's going to be worth 100 on that, because when you go to these card shows and stuff, they charge you extra to sign the stuff that's harder to sign. Right. But, you know, some, a lot of people, we forget how nice some of the baseball players are. And they're easy to get along with. Yeah. You know, if you're just polite with them, they'll, uh, they're easy to deal with. Oh, I was hanging around with them in the bar. He said, come on, man, let's go for a drink. I said, yeah, me and you, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you, too, I've got an old um, racer, an old 10-speed. It's uh, from the late 70s. Mm-hmm. It's a um, Vetus frame, which is from France, obviously, and it's uh, aluminum. And all the components on it are Campagnolo. Do you think that's worth anything? Yes. Yeah. A you... lot of those, I'd have to look it up because we just sold a number of bikes. We sold some old Raleigh's this week, and we sold. We have a Schwinn on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my staff will probably kill me if I take another bike on. Yeah. But because they're so hard to pack and ship. Yeah. Um, but any of those older bikes and the French ones, we have a Peugeot coming up. Yeah. Um, they're worth money. Don't throw them away and don't sell them for $10. They're worth considerably more than that. Okay. There's an item that a lot of people don't think about. The old bikes are actually very collectible. Or the ones that are uh, that fold up into nothing, those type as well, okay? Right. And I see them all the time. I, I was at a house call, and the guy gave me his bikes. I, I bought a bunch of other stuff. Here, take these bikes. I don't want them. He, he gave them to you, though, right? He gave them to me, yeah. Okay. But those aren't those aren't aluminum road racer bikes, are they? No, no, no. They're gone anyway. No, I I, I, give, I gave them to a good cause. And the fact that it has all Campagnolo components, isn't that kind of unique? Because most yes, bikes yes. I see have all Shimano components on it. Yeah. 
No, any of the kind of bike parts like that, and people are the exotic bikes. People collect the new ones because they're they want to get the best. But also, people have a that's a bike they rode when they were younger, and they will rebuy them. Okay. Yep. So, any idea no. what you think that might be worth? Ah, uh, I'd have to get a picture of it. How much? Which components you have? Because well, some components are worth fifty dollars, some are three hundred. Right. You know what I mean? So it all depends on which ones you've got, which ones, uh, what original parts are still there. Right. Um, Call me to our number at the store, which uh-huh. we haven't given out today, yeah. is 905-737-4653. Now, you're going to have to talk to me, because if you talk to anyone else in the store, they're going to say, if I don't take this in, that means I don't have to pack it. But right. I'm the boss, so if I take it in, they'll have to pack it when we sell it, okay? Right. Well, they'll try I mean, and put it's, you off. <laughs> it's got those quick-release wing nuts and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is a good, this is a good bike. So give us a call during the week. And I can help you out, okay? That'd be great. Can I ask you one more thing? Sure. Does the serial number on the bottom of the bike dictate what year the bike is? Uh, a lot of times you can figure it out from that. Now, sometimes they publish them, sometimes they don't. Okay. If they publish the year, some places they'll just say, serial numbers were made in this year from 1971 to 1972 is this range. Okay. I don't know about this company, so I can't say for sure. Right. But that is not an un- unrealistic expectation. Okay, so you're in the store. Uh, what days this week? Uh, the last week I had a bit of a holiday. Um, this week I'm catching up for it. I'll be in there. Um, I'm there. I work. Uh, when you're self-employed, you get to pick your own hours as long as you pick all of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm there all the time. Okay. Okay. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thanks Bye. for the call. If you do want to call our store, the number to reach us there is during the week is nine zero five seven three seven four six five. Three. And you can also Google us. You can just pull up our store, uh, Toronto Gold, Coins, Silver. And you also were at 10,341 Young Street, north on Young Street, just Major McKen- uh, just north of Major McKenzie. Sorry, buffled that one up. Um, we're going to go to uh, Rick. Rick's on the line. Rick. Hey, hey how you guys doing? Ah, busy show, busy show. So it Sounds like it, sounds like it. Sounds like a great show. Busy day for me as well. We're showing properties today. And just wanted to call and say hello and remind everyone it's a great time of the year to sell. Uh, the weather's great. Wait a minute. Have, uh, you, found, uh, have you found a condo for in, in poor, poor credit yet? We're looking. We're okay, looking. I'm putting it out there for people listening. If you're thinking about moving out of your condo in poor credit, I want you to give me a call. Right. I have someone. Right. We have someone who wants to buy a condo, a nice condo, right. in poor credit yes. right now. Yeah. I, I, right. Someone just messaged me. Like they're being the show. They actually want it. They they have one. They have a condo. Yeah, yeah. So it was from last week. No, no, that's what we wanted to. Okay, perfect. So send it to us. Yes, yeah, send it to us. <laughs> okay, well. but okay. Yeah, no. I'm just. We did a good job there. We're looking forward to this week. I'm taking about taking the stress out of. I can't overemphasize this. If you're thinking, I hear this all the time. Well, I'm thinking about selling in October. I'm thinking about selling next January. I tell them to start now. Right. right. I mean, use time as your friend because Absolutely. in case you have a bunch of stuff in the house that needs time to get rid of, or it's a case of a, uh, the more time you have, once you sold the house, then you can go pick out what else you're going to go buy. Okay. That's but right. it takes that, that's right. It takes that pressure off your mind because as soon as your house is up for sale, believe me, you're not, you're, you're going to have a couple of nights of sleepless nights, aren't you? Because you're wondering well, if it's going you know, to sell but, or not sell. But that's just it. Uh, you know, we, we're trying to reduce that. We're trying to make it easy. We're trying to make it where, you know what, just just let us look after it. Uh, make the decision. Uh, and, and you know what? 
to have us come over, at least for me, to appraise your property, it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing to have me uh, assess the property and tell you what, what you can do to it uh, to get more money, and that's usually in the form of decluttering the property. You know, the, the other three rules of real estate, when selling is declutter, 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 yeah. uh, and we help you get more money that way. You I know, have a so, question. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to no, ask no, you something. Please. Um, this week, and I can't, my thinking is this. Someone told me that they put their house on the market and they sold it within mm-hmm. three hours. Now, I can't okay. believe that we would even do that unless the money was so much over the market because right. that almost seems like a disservice to the client, the well, person who's selling, because he hasn't gotten it out there where enough people would get into In the hottest market in North America, you'd exactly. want to have more than one person looking at your property. Right, right. And, and, and you, you, you're right about that because at the end of the day, you want to market the property to as many people as possible so you have as many people as possible looking at it. So then you have a lot of people competing for it, and most likely you will get more money for it. But if you sold that property in three hours, well, how many people could have possibly looked at it yeah. in order to guarantee that you are getting what the true value, if not even above the value? Uh, very unlikely they got uh, the true value or even above the value if they sold it in three hours. It we could all do that. Yeah. We could all do that. But we choose not to. We choose to uh, uh, keep the property... Uh, hold back offers for a little bit of time, and mm-hmm. this way we get as many people looking at the property as possible. Yeah. No, because I saw this property I thought sold for 300000 under the market. And they were almost boasting yeah. I sold it in three hours as well. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you no. want to sell, unless you don't want to sell the property as much money as possible. There are some people. Well, there's always that, too. People don't want the money, right? So, you know, so they're just don't know what to do with it, so they would prefer to take less, right? So <laughs> Okay, I, okay I've got to meet these people. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I want people to call in this week because we have two crews right now ready to go on houses. If you're thinking about, if you are thinking about selling in the near future or downsizing, please right. give myself or Rick a call. Our number here is minus 905-737-4653. You'll get my personal attention. Or Rick, what's your number? It's as usual, 416-258-3972. Look forward to anyone's call. Got it. And like I said, if you're thinking about doing this, now's the time. Now Now is the time. time. Not when, okay, you'll get the most money. Thanks, Rick, and I'll talk to you later on. Have a great day. You too. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye. Uh, If you do want to call into our show, we, um, we have about 15 minutes left. You can get it in as... Uh, just as soon as possible. The number to reach us right now is 416-360-0740. Again, that's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And more of your phone calls when we come back. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. 
The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. SouthworksAntiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're here live taking your phone calls. All about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, everywhere. Stuff, stuff. Uh, again, the number to reach us right now is 416-360-0740. Might be late, but we'll, you know, we'll try to squeeze you in. Again, the number is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. We're going to get to a couple of phone calls, and then I'll let you read the gold prices. Okay. okay. Do you have them ready? I have the gold prices ready, yeah. Uh, do you want them now? This is important. I was going to give it now. Okay, give them now. Because this is, I want people, because the gold is up, and this is what people do sell, and a lot of our listeners out there don't know about this. And I'm going to say that you can call our store, 905-737-4653. But I'm going to give you the prices right now. Gold is 10 carat, which is 10. It'll marked inside it. It'll say 10K. Is twenty two fifty per gram, and a uh, so that means if you have a hundred grams, we're going to give you twenty two hundred dollars and fifty dollars, twenty two hundred and fifty dollars for it. Fourteen karat gold is thirty one fifty three. I want you to write this down because if, if you don't come to me, if you go somewhere else, and you should be asking when a guy gives you a price, how many grams did I have? What was the carat? If they can't tell you that, do not sell them your gold. I don't care if you sell it to me, but don't sell it to that person because if they're that dumb, they don't deserve your gold. 14 karat gold is, as I said, 3153. 18 karat gold is 4054. Plus, we buy your maples and we'll buy your silver dollars. Silver dollars right now are 1139 per dollar. That's up because a couple of weeks ago it was only $10. So, every, you know, the same amount of silver in four quarters as there are in, uh, in a silver dollar or 10 dimes. And what I was saying earlier on the show, but people say you worked in banks. If your mom worked in a bank or you worked in a bank in the 19, early 60s and you took home some of these old bank rolls that are still wrapped, don't unwrap them. They're actually worth a premium. You'll see them. People saved them that way. Oh, yesterday I bought three um, 6,000 count, 6,000 pennies in a bag. Wow. That's how they used yeah, to sell we'll them. They used to give them to the banks that way. 6,000 pennies? In a bank. Weighs that much. From 1963. The bank bag has never been opened since 1963. Now, all the coins in it are still, they're shiny as heck. Okay? So it's kind of a neat item. And if there's any, if there's any um, errors or anything like that. But people had, this guy had it in his home. He brought it home in 1963. And he saved it. Now, if the same person had brought home a bank bag of quarters, he would have been much better off. Yeah, probably. No, because it would have been uh, 6,000 quarters. It's $1,500. That's $15,000, $17,000. That's not bad. Well, yeah, because it's all silver. It's all silver. Uh, yeah, well, they don't know. But even some of the other bags as well. Yeah, well, what if what if copper skyrocketed in price? Well, that's, what, that's the message I want to get out today. It's where you worked or what you did. You put 30 years in, and, and sometimes in that certain job, or you might only work there at the summertime, and you have uh, stuff from that place. Like if you worked at Maple Leaf Gardens, if you worked at the O'Keefe Center, if you worked at uh, a flour mill, there's some advertising or some stuff. There's some unique things. People are trying to recapture that. People collect Borden's milk product stuff. Okay, sure. People collect Coca-Cola. Oh, I know Coke. I know that. Coke, good. Um, yeah. But that's what that, that's. Brings me back to the best antique shop in uh, 
in Ontario, my friend at Clappison's Corners, because he's got all that kind of collectible stuff. Plus, he's got all of the um, the furniture and all the gold, silver. He's got twenty five swords in there. Swords. Who has twenty five swords? Swords. Okay? He's got self defense. Does okay. he have twenty five employees? He's got no. He's got uh, you know the um, the fair rides. You know Dumbo the elephant and stuff like that. Uh-huh. He's got that kind of stuff. He's got big stuff. He's got stuff that he said. Where this? Where do these items come from? See, the, then that's like all money. Like, I wish we had like a cha-ching sound effect. So when we give someone a price, it goes like cha-ching. <laughs> you know, Good talk to producer. We'll, 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 that's okay, probably we'll do, him. We'll do that another time. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. We need the cha-ching. But these gold and silver prices, I want people. If you're selling them, please give us a call. Get the second opinion. And like I said, be careful. You don't get to sell it once. If you leave that store, he ain't giving your money back. Well, what if he chases you out the door and gives you money? Don't. Whoa, okay. No, because you. that person was being dishonest with you at the beginning. We never raise our price. We give the best price we can at the beginning. If someone else finds a second opinion and someone else is willing to pay more, that's good. Pre-haggled Paul prices. <coughs> yes. So we're, we're, that's what we're going to coin it. Pre-haggled All my price prices are pre-haggled. Pre-haggled. Yes. I remember you said that like 15 years ago. I'm like, how does that make sense? Like you give a price and then you haggle. Isn't that the point of it? Yeah. But you're like, no, it's pre-haggled. I'm like, what? I'm not moving. What? So I'm not well, why don't you just like drop it by like a few cents? No. You can do that. No. No. Pre-haggled. That's it. I'd rather give the person my best price in the beginning. Best price in the beginning. Best price. What if they're means- not happy with that price? What if like I know a lot of dealers like to just like the 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 whole game of haggling, but you take that out when you pre-haggle yourself. Well, then I'm going to say like that Quest Trade ad. This is not a game. This is my future. This is my money. Cha-ching. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, we're going to go to Dave in Brampton. Hello. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Uh, I have a baseball that was signed by Reggie Jackson. Okay. Uh, now, it's not a game ball. I was doing work at Collegiate Sports downtown, mm-hmm. and that was either 73 or 74, and uh, he had won the World Series with Oakland A's. Yeah. And he was there at the grand opening, and he signed a baseball for me. Is well, that worth nice. anything? No, you haven't had you haven't had it great and um, verified, though, but you know where it came from. Okay. Well, I know he signed it. I watched him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But selling it... Okay. Um, the problem is... is no, I believe this, but when, when you're going to sell it and give a value, a yeah. value, like I say, when we give values on the air here. We try and give you values of what the stuff will actually sell for. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it verified, um, it's not going to... Uh, yeah, you're not going to get the same price. I understand that. Yeah. Like here's inscribed balls anywhere between $45 and 250 if you have all the stuff on. Now, mm-hmm. if he, it was on a World Series ball. No, it was it was uh, it wasn't a game ball at all. It was like we were at uh, collegiate sports, and yeah. uh, he just picked up balls and signed them. Okay, I oh well, you know something. The story behind it in this, I would say you'd probably get one fifty for it. Uh-huh. One fifty and two hundred. Um, Reggie's got a nice autograph. Yeah, he's one of those old time guys who actually know how to write. Yeah, um, and. Uh, yeah, between one fifty and two hundred, but that. But you probably have to get a great. You have to get a PSA now. <coughs> if you come into our store nine zero five seven three seven four six five three, we can get little letters drawn up for it, mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost that much for a Reggie. So, uh, and uh, 
that would be worth doing. I can't overemphasize if you get, even if you're not selling it now, if you're mm-hmm. going to pass it down to your kids, if you have this authentication done, it makes it that much easier. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of times it's like I say, you'd be surprised at uh, how many guys didn't sign. Like a, a gentleman yesterday told me he had a, a 1958 ball and it was signed by the whole New York Yankees, but Mantle was a clubhouse signature, but he had a PSA'd. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mantle didn't sign it. The clubhouse um, uh, boy did. Okay. Towel boy, whatever they are. Right. So, but no, it's a nice item. And uh, like I said, that's my advice on this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thanks, Have so a good girl. day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Now, uh, okay, uh, next, go to the next call, then I'll rant. No, no time for rant. We got to go to Rosemary in Dundas. Hey, Rosemary? Yes. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. What do you got for us today? Uh, I have a President's um, Cup uh, 2000 flag or banner. It's uh, like a thick, everything made of canvas. Okay. It's painted, like it's colored, the yellow and green. And it's got the uh, trophy emblem on it and the U.S. flag. Now, where'd you get it? I bought it at a thrift store. Thrift store. So it's a banner? Yeah. Or a pennant? Uh, I think it's a banner because it's got a, um, an opening at one end where you put a pole or something through. Okay. And it's 30 by 60. President's Cup, 30 by 60. Hmm. It's yellow, it's got green stars. I'm trying to think. Something like that, even for getting autographs and stuff on it, probably worth a couple hundred dollars. Because someone would want it for just, um, if it's not a souvenir, if it was mm-hmm. something from the course or whatever, from the, the event, yes. If it's a souvenir done later, no, it won't. It won't go for fifteen or twenty dollars. They might have made a thousand of them. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like the difference between if you have a a game worn jersey by somebody and if you have one that's bought in a store. The game worn were two thousand. The store bought's worth uh, two hundred. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so, so something. Yeah, yeah. It's like something that was probably hanging on the course or something. Like it's pretty heavy and durable. Uh, I got the feeling this is a nice item. You might want to bring this into me and let me check it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, we're at ten thousand three forty one young, or if mm-hmm. I'm out and around, I'd love to see this item. Okay. You know what I mean? This is uh, something that might have more value, and something might be a case of a, a we can get it all signed up by somebody. Someone, mm-hmm. something, someone would love to get autographs on it, and mm-hmm. then they'll present, they'll frame it up. Okay, or it might be good enough just by itself. Okay. Thank you very much for the call. That's an interesting item. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> okay. okay. So. Okay. Okay. What? Brace yourselves. No, I'm not. I'm not ranting. I'm going to be. We're, oh. My wife and I are planning. Marianne are planning going down to see Robbie. Uh, I think Robbie Lane and uh, the site. He's down at the Duke. We're going to go out. It's, it looks like a great day to be out there and maybe have a, a, a drink or two and listen to some great music. I'm planning on doing that later on today. But I want to make sure that people know what we do. What we do, if you're thinking about moving and you want to downsize or you have a large collection of anything, the main thing is to start now. The sooner you start on I know it's tough, but we take the stress out of that, okay? It's what we do. And we, and we don't try and force you. But once you've made your decision, we try and reinforce it. 
and we try and get you as much money as possible. So you're te- we're technically the support system. So if you need any type of help, oh, we don't have much time for that. No, idea. no, but I want to talk. This uh, we got. You know the Wood um, Woodstock's on right now. Uh-huh. Next week I'm going to talk about the police picnic. Okay, next. Right. There's a special story behind the police picnic. I want to tell it today. I had them on my notes here, and I don't get a chance. Next week. If you do want to contact us, if you want to come to our store, our store is at 10,341 Young Street, north of Major McKenzie, on Young Street, unit number two. We're south of the wall. Uh, you can reach us at 905-737-4653. Call us anytime. My dad or I should be there. We'll see you next week on the show. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.